everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kevin. And we are going to talk about week five in the NFL. But before I talk about week five in the NFL, I got something to get off my chest. We all know that in the news, John Gruden stepped down from the Las Vegas Raiders as head coach as he was caught red-handed with some questionable emails going back and forth with the Washington, at that time, the Washington Redskins, now called the Washington football team. And he said some things that were racial, said some things that were homophobic, sexist, and for me as a minority, I have to, I have to kind of look, I have to sit back and I have to ask myself, you know, although it was 10 years ago, I believe it was 2010 or 2011, the fact that he can still coach in the league 10 years later, he can still have be on TV he can still have a job even though he you know he quit a few days ago says that this NFL and what Colin Kaepernick did a few years ago it 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 kind of it almost means nothing you know had he not quit had he not resigned would the Raiders have said you have to go no because he had to quit he came to the Raiders and he said that he was going to resign because he didn't want to be a distraction he didn't want to be a distraction think about that for 30 seconds he didn't want to be a distraction not Hey, I am resigning because of the things that I've said 10 years ago and they shouldn't have been said. They never should have been said. And at the time, I was out of character. He didn't want to be a distraction. He didn't want to be a distraction. He he has a gay player on his team, but he didn't want to be a distraction. He has African-American players on his team, but he didn't want to be a distraction. He had, or he has women on the team that work for the Nevada Vegas Raiders. He didn't want to be a distraction. I want to say that, you know, in my opinion, 
John Gruden is a racist. John Gruden is sexist. John Gruden is a person who does not, he does not, he doesn't take what he has seriously. He doesn't realize that what he, or he didn't realize what he did when he sent those emails. Like, even if he didn't, even if they didn't find out, he should have known he's been around the league long enough to know, and he has taught player after player, and he has sat down and talked to player after player to know that one day this would come out. And it wasn't a mistake. This is not a mistake. These are six and seven years worth of, eight years worth of emails that he sent back and forth to what I would like to say is another racist and jacked up team, the Washington football team. And nobody on that team said, hey, dog, you can't you can't be doing this. Nobody blew the whistle on him because they probably felt the same way. They probably felt, hey, you know what? I feel the same way. He talked about owners. He talked about players. He talked about DeMarie Smith. Now, look, love him or hate him. He is the executive director for the NFLPA. And he happens to be African-American. If the tables were turned and an African-American talked about John Gruden that way, they wouldn't even, he, he would have been fired same day. There wouldn't have been a, well, let's give him some time to think about it. Well, you know what? We'll, we're going to let the NFL handle it, like Mark Davis said. Well, you know, I'm not racist. If you have to say that you're not racist, guess what? You're racist. If you have to prove to us, if you have to prove to the minorities, if you have to prove to women that you're not sexist, I've never said that I'm not racist. People just know it. But when you say these words, and this is how you truly feel, and then you turn around and you lie about it. Now we have to question, well, what is John Gruden really? It's pathetic that after Colin Kaepernick took his knee, for all minorities out there, that this has to come up. It's pathetic. It's pathetic that John Gruden had to quit as opposed to being fired on the spot. You can't sit up here and tell me that this is not what we're about, but you didn't fire him. And as for Tampa Bay, because he was, you know, he was in the ring of honor at Tampa Bay, he got removed. This is not how we do business, is it? Because there's a Warren Sapp out there. 
acting a fool, still in the ring of honor. You definitely drafted Jameis Winston after being a thief. There are other questions. You, <laughs> look, Antonio Brown is still on your team. Winning championships for you. And people can go as far as to say, and I'm a New England Patriots fan. People can go as far as to say, hey, Tom Brady cheated, but he's definitely on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is that really how you do business? Or did you get a backlash of, well, how is John Gruden in your ring of honor? And he said what he said. So are you going to keep Warren Sapp in there? No, Jameis Winston, you know, he hasn't stolen anything since college, but you drafted him because you thought he would he would win football games for you. And I think that the lines have been blurred with... If the Raiders right now were undefeated, and they were blowing teams out, they would probably sweep it under the rug. That's what I believe. But because they were, they John, if John Gruden won a Super Bowl for them and he gets them to the playoffs every year and the Raiders are tops in the AFC West, the NFL would probably turn their back. And 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 guess what? If if the Raiders were making the NFL money and they were tops in franchise worth, net worth, then the NFL would probably go, well, we don't. There's nothing to see here, people. But because John Gruden and his team isn't all that good, this is their one season where they have been pretty good so far. Now the hammer comes down on John Gruden. But not it didn't really come down on him, so to speak. People have been talking about it, but they pivoted and said, well, we want to do, we want to see all the emails from the Washington football team now. This should have been a swift and painless judgment on John Gruden. Painless from the NFL standpoint. Listen to me. You have to go. If I said that on my job right now, if I said some of the things that John Gruden said, if I was on my job, I would have been fired on the spot. I wouldn't have to go to my boss and say I quit. My boss would tell me right then and there, you have to go. But this is the NFL. This is a place where you basically can say whatever you want. They're not governed by any of those rules. And so I have to come on this show and I have to talk about how damaging John Gruden's comments were, how jacked up what he said, even though it was 10 years ago. If you were a changed man, if you were changed, the first thing that came out of your mouth wouldn't have been, well, I was just saying that, no, you, if you were a changed guy, you would have sat back and owned up to it right up front and said, look, I know that what I said was racist. I know what I said was sexist. I know what I said back then. But I've changed. 
And you have to prove that. But that means you proving it, you have to go. You have to go sit down somewhere. I say this to people all the time. You can control your actions. But you can't control the consequences of your actions. You can control your actions. But you cannot control the consequences of your actions. That's enough for me and my soapbox. I know that you guys didn't want to hear me talk about race and John Gruden for the next 40 minutes. So let's talk football. I do have a lake of fire. I do have some scores. I do have a top five again. I do have AFC, NFC players of the week. So let's get into week five. There's a few games that I want to I want to address. The first game that we want to talk about is the Patriots got off that schneid. They got off, they got to, you know, they 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 decided they wanted to win their second game of the season. They beat the Texans 25 to 22. Um in this game, I think um you know, even though Mac Jones was 23 of 30 for 231, I felt like the offense is still, it doesn't really get going until maybe the fourth quarter and they have to really fight and come back. And that's when you'll see, you know, Matt Jones throwing for, you know, 20 yards down the field, 17 yards down the field. Before that, he's just five yards, six yards, seven yards. He may throw it 10 or 12 yards every now and then, but I I don't see him throwing for those intermediate 10 to 10 to 19 yard routes on a regular basis. I still feel like the Patriots are missing some keys on offense, which is speed. They don't have speed at the receiver and they've, they've never really had a lot of speed at receiver. You know, they had the one, you know, the one run for like maybe a year and a half when Randy Moss was there and a couple others that had speed. But other than that, they really didn't have a whole lot of crazy speed on their team. Deion Branch had speed too, but when you look at the Patriots overall, they didn't really have a whole lot of speed. That people can say, "Well, Josh Gordon." Well, Josh Gordon was on the team, and he gained a lot of. Um, he, I believe, he gained um, a bunch of muscle weight, and it slowed him down. He wasn't the the speedy guy that he was in Cleveland. That's what I'm looking for for the Patriots going forward. And upcoming, they have the Cowboys, so they definitely have to score points. 25 points is not going to do it unless we hold the Cowboys to maybe 17, 18 points, something like that. The next game I want to look at is the Colts and the Ravens, the Monday night game. That Monday night game, the Colts had the Ravens beat. But the one thing that the one thing that I have uh, I have always said is that the NFL game is the, the, or a sports game is not three quarters. It's not eight innings. It's not one half. It's not you know. It's not a half of a game. It's the entire game. And when you sit back in the fourth quarter and you make mistakes where you can't convert or you have turnovers, 
or you can't stop an offense, or you or you can't play on offense, you end up letting the team. It's in football. It is a fifteen minute quarter, and anything can happen in fifteen minutes. Teams nowadays, because they're throwing so much, they can come back from 18, 19, 20 points. Ask the Falcons. They'll let you know. Any team can come back from anything. 25 points. But we're not going there. I felt like the Colts did everything that they needed to do for three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, they just, they just didn't. And so they lost 25 to 31 Monday night game. What am I going to do with the Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns put up 42 points, 42 points, and they still lost. It looked like Oklahoma, Texas college. They let the Chargers beat them 47 to 42 on a game winning drive. And this Browns team where their defense is this where they're supposed to hang their hat. They're not hanging their hat. They're just not. How do you let a team score 42, 47 points on you? And the Chargers scored almost 30 points in the fourth quarter. That's unreal. Unreal that they scored almost 30 points in one quarter. The Panthers, they lose again. This is their, I believe this is their second loss in a row. They go down to Philly uh, at home, 21-18. I don't know. (laughs) These Eagles, what's been told to me is that the defensive coordinator, he called a better game, but I don't think that the coaching staff understands or knows what they're doing right now. I'm not sure if it'll come around or if it's just, you know, rookie jitters. But I feel like, you know, they have the wrong quarterback. They do have pieces. You know, they have a they have two decent tight ends. They have a you know, a could-be stud at wide receiver. They have a decent decent offensive line. They have a decent defense. But, unfortunately, they're, they are losing the games that they should be winning. They don't look all that great. And something needs to change. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I can't. I can't put them at fault right now because it, you have to. You have to learn their new system, and people have to adjust. So the Eagles fans out there are are upset at the fact that you know Sirianni just he doesn't have an, a season offensive staff to lean on usually when you're a rookie head coach you put some you put some you know some season guys out there to help you along Sean McVay did that with Wade Phillips you know so that he didn't have to worry about the defense um Peterson had that and Frank Reich. So he didn't have to really do everything. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is, he's leaving a lot of plays out there on the field. You know, 
He will always leave plays out on the field because he's not a complete quarterback. He's a good running quarterback. But if you give him looks that he is, I mean, when it gets to where, when it gets to playing defenses that can give him crazy different looks, he's going to look terrible. And the first thing he's going to do is he's going to go back to that muscle memory. That muscle memory is when in doubt, run. And that's what he's going to do, run. Next up, Cowboys, Cowboys and Giants. Uh, Look, I'm going to say this about the Giants. They have discovered Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney is a stud. I'm going to say this again, Giants fans. Kadarius Toney is a stud. This guy needed to be in on plays from week number one. Why he wasn't? I have no idea. But for him to be really the only guy catching the ball on Sunday against a Dallas defense that prides themselves on takeaways, that lets you further know that he should have been the focal point, the focal part of the game, of any game, each week from week number one. Instead, he saw three snaps here, six snaps there. He threw the ball to him one time. You have to get this man the ball anywhere on the field. I mean, I as far as I remember, Trey Diggs was on him the whole game, and he was smoking him the whole game. And Trey Diggs, league, league, league leading six interceptions. I believe he has six interceptions. Well, because he caught one, he he – he picked one on Sunday. Now, Daniel Jones is, I believe he should, he's on, they, they're hopeful that he plays on Sunday. Um, uh, Mike Glennon came in, did some things, and he threw two picks, but, you know, he got him on the board. Um, if they have to go with Mike Glennon, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, the Cowboys are looking strong right now. You may hear me talk about the Cowboys later on in the show. Buccaneers did their thing. Um, put the hammer down on the Dolphins. Dolphins are banged up. Uh, they get two of back this week. Um, uh, I'm not sure about their receivers, but I do know that two of their receivers, I think Will Fuller's on IR. You know, he had just come back from an absence, comes in the game. And bang, he gets hurt. So he's back out again for at least three weeks. Um, Titans ran over all over, up, down, and through the Jags as they usually do. Rams beat the Seahawks 26-17. Russell Wilson is going to be out. What are the Seahawks going to do with Geno Smith? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Geno Smith his injury is such where he might not come back until week number 10. They may be out of the playoffs by then. Cardinals is doing their thing. San Francisco is battling to do their thing. Yeah, the Cardinals beat San Francisco, but they ain't got to play they ain't got to play each other every week. 
And so Geno Smith, who was trash everywhere he's gone, has to now come in and try to keep the Seahawks in playoff contention. And this breaks the streak of 149 games straight played by uh, Russell Wilson. We don't, we haven't seen Russ. We haven't seen since Russ has played and got the starting position. We a starting quarterback job. We have not seen the Seahawks without Russ. What are they going to do? I don't know. I feel like, let me look at this schedule real quick. Let me look at this schedule. See who they got coming up. Upcoming, Steelers, Saints, Jags. Well, I mean, I could probably play quarterback and beat the Jags. Saints will be tough. Steelers at home. Steelers in Pittsburgh. I mean, they won Sunday, so they may be turning the corner. I doubt it. You got Big Ben, but they still have Ben. Juju's out for the season. I don't know, man. That's a that's that's a toss up game. Then you got the Packers, the Cardinals, the Redskins, the 49ers. One, those four games right there could cost them their playoff season. I don't see them beating the Cardinals, even though they're at home. I don't see them beating the Packers in Green Bay. If in week number 10, where's week number 10? This is week number 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 Cardinals. Maybe he comes back for the Cardinals, but uh, I don't know. This this could be this this right here could this these next four to six weeks could be the defining moment for the Seahawks. If he's out four weeks, he comes back playing Washington. If he's out six weeks, he comes back playing the Texans. And then he has the Rams, the Bears, the Lions, and the Cardinals. But by then, they may be, and they may be done by then. They may be out of playoff contention. They could lose the Knicks. They could. I could see them possibly beating the Steelers. The Saints is uh, they're iffy. If they come to play, I'm, uh, and right now they're sitting at, I believe they're sitting at two and three. They're third in, in the NFC West. They could lose to the Saints, the Packers, the Cardinals. That's three more losses. They could lose to the Steelers. That's four more losses. They could go one. They could go one and four in the next five games. That sounds good to you, Seahawks fans. That don't sound good to me. That's a huge blow to the Seahawks. Next up, the game of the week. This is my last game. This is the game right here. This right here lets me further know that this team right here, the Buffalo Bills, these cats aren't playing. They went into Kansas City, and they smoked the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they – listen, Josh Allen – Completed 15 balls, and he had 315 yards. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
when you look at the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes completed 33 balls and only had 272 yards, two interceptions. He led the team in rushing. Williams, Alaire, Alaire got hurt, but I think he should be back soon. Um, again, here's here's the stat. I keep telling you guys, here's the stat. Here's the stat. Tyreek Hill had seven catches for 63 yards, and Travis Kelsey only had six catches for 57 yards. This is crazy right here. They held both these guys to under 70 yards passing, receiving. When you hold Tyreek Hill under 75 yards, the Kansas City Chiefs will lose. And right now, they are 2-3. and Looking up at the Chargers, looking up. They're looking up at everybody. Let's see, where are the Broncos? The Broncos lost, but they're looking up at the Broncos. They're looking up at the Raiders. They're in last place. Five games in, they're in last place. And so, guess what? Chiefs fans, just because you got Patrick Mahomes, people are people are figuring them out. They're figuring out how to how to defend Tyreek Hill. They're figuring out how to, you know, how to um, get in Patrick Mahomes' head. They're figuring out all these backyard, these these splash plays. Those plays are good. But when you have to make it every single down, people will now start sticking to their receivers, you know, as cornerbacks. So I'm saying right now, the Chiefs may make the playoffs, but they're not going to the Super Bowl. They're just not. With that being said, I'm going. I I digress and transition to New Lake of Fire up. New Lake of Fire up, and I have a list. My list. It's altered. I should have put this man on the list last week. And I'm my apologies to the to this team. My apologies to the people who listened to this and said, where is this guy at? Listen, I got him. I got you. This lake of fire. I got you, bros. I got you. Urban Myers, number one on the list. He needs to go and he needs to go now. He's out there just doing whatever he wants to do, being the celebrity coach. He's out there trying to get fired. He needs to be fired. Shad Khan, you need to fire Urban Meyer. Get him out of here. Dave Gettleman, get him out of here. Coach Clab, get him out of here. He needs to go. Why you haven't used Kadarius Tony from week one? That's a travesty. Joe Judge, fire this man. Get a new offensive coordinator in here that can use your weapons properly. Tish, fire your GM, please. He needs to go. It's about time. And if 
Mr. Gruden was still employed by the Raiders. We all know that he has to go. That's my list right now. They're on the hot, 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 hot seat. Uh, Zimmerman, he still has to go. I'm just adding one name to the list. I'm only adding Urban Meyer to the list. All the ones that were that were in the lake, burning to death, ready to go last week, they're here this week too. I just don't understand how you can let a guy like Dave Gettleman run your team as long as you have. And for the past, since 2017, you haven't had a winning record at any time during the NFL season. At any time. Not 1-0, not 1-1. You haven't had a winning record at all in the NFL season. Who does that? Are you kidding me? Wow, I, I heard that stat and I just went, since 2017, the past five seasons, the New York football giants have not had a winning record at any point during the NFL season, during those five seasons. He needs to be fired. He's got to go. And so I do this again. My NFC, AFC players of the week. Man, look, until the Monday night game, I was going to give it to my man Josh Allen. But I have to give it to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson put up. He put a show on. He put a show on. He put a show on. 37-43. That's 85% completion percentage pat rating. 85% completion percentage. 442 yards, four tubs, and no picks. It was close because, I mean... Brady put up numbers. Um, um, uh, 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 Herbert put up numbers, but he they didn't put up numbers like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson just put the hammer on the Colts. He said to the Ravens, jump on my back, jump on these shoulders. I'm rolling. I'm going to carry you to the promised land. Total. 504 yards total offense by himself. As a matter of fact, Lamar Jackson, his 1,800, and I believe he has 1,840-some scrimmage yards total, passing, running, is more yards than, I believe, 18 teams in the NFL. That's insanity. Now, do I respect him as a passer? Mm, I still don't respect him as a passer. You know, he's okay, but, you know, but what he did something Monday night, unbelievable. AFC Player of the Week. NFC Player of the Week definitely got to be Tom Brady. Brady, who put up.
30 of 41, 411 yards, five touchdowns, and a smoking of the of the Dolphins. He is my NFC Player of the Week. And I know that everybody's waiting for my top five, so I'm going to give you my top five. This one is it's it's obvious, but I got to give it to you. Number five is going to be none other than the Baltimore Ravens. Number four is going to be the L.A. Chargers. Don't hate me for this. Don't hate me for this. This is this is this is this is my list. You want you want it, you want a different list? Get your own list. LA Chargers, number four. Number three. The Arizona Cardinals. Number three. Even though they're undefeated, the Arizona Cardinals comes in at number three. Number two. The Dallas Cowboys coming in at number two and number one. I know that this is going to hurt a lot of feelings. This is. This is going to hurt a lot of feelings. But I put the Buffalo Bills as the number one team in the NFL right now. Just edging out, just outside of the number of the top five of the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the only reason is because, look, I get that 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 the Ravens are four and or they're four and one, um, but I, for me, the Packers getting smoked in Week One, and I, I look, the Bengals almost beat them, the Bengals, the lowly Bengals, and for the Buccaneers. You know, when they came into New England, and they couldn't score 20 points. Yeah, they smoked the Dolphins, but they were supposed to smoke the Dolphins. The Dolphins had a backup quarterback. They had the receivers out. They had they're hurt against the uh, across the offensive line. They're hurt in the defense. They're hurt in the secondary. They're hurt everywhere. Yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to put up 45 on them. Yes. So those are my top five. And I'm going to actually look at, I'm going to actually, I got time. So we're going to look at week six and we're going to look at the games for week six. And I'm going to make my predictions really quick. Week six, Thursday night game, Bucks and Eagles Mm, in Philly, taking the Bucks. Dolphins and Jaguars in London. This is where the Dolphins get on their get on their get on their little horse and they start to win. Dolphins over Jags. Vikings and Panthers. Panthers are at home. Two game skid. I'm taking the Panthers. Chargers and Ravens. This is probably going to be the game of the week. And even though I have the Chargers and the Ravens in my top five, they're going to lose at home to the Chargers. Book it, Dano. I got the Chargers. Rams and the Giants. Well, we all know that the Rams are going to smoke the Giants. 
they're going to have a tough time. Kadarius Tony's going to really do some. He's going to open some eyes. I would. I really want to see Kadarius Tony and uh, and uh, the best corner in the league out there going at it. But we'll see. Texas and Colts. I got the Colts there. Chiefs in Washington. Mm. Ah. On this one, I think that the Chiefs will come away with the victory, even the record at three and three. Packers and Bears. I have the Pack. Bengals and Lions. Mm. I have the Bengals in that one. Cardinals and Browns. This is probably where the Arizona Cardinals finally take their their loss their first loss of the season i have the browns cowboys at patriots i'm a patriots fan so i can't go again i can't go against belichick even though the cowboys are just smoking right now i'm going patriots it's going to be narrow but i'm i'm going patriots raiders and broncos i'm going broncos i don't think the raiders will win another game for the rest of the season Seahawks and Steelers, I'm taking the Steelers. Geno Smith is going to get overwhelmed by that Steeler defense. Bills and Titans Monday night. Bills played Sunday night, and then they turn around and play Monday night. Nice. I'm taking the Bills. So those are my picks. That's the show. Um, I'll have a poll up. Uh, I have a poll and, and I'll have some questions up on the app. So go ahead and check out the app. Check out the poll. You know, leave a like. Make sure you like the show. And until next week, it's Kevin signing off. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. You can also find us now on our Facebook page. I want to thank you all for listening, and remember, please wear a mask and stay safe out there.